Surprise, surprise, everyone. Yes, off and running on this Saturday, December 17th. Hey, you. How is everyone feeling? How's everybody doing today? Is everybody having a wonderful day? Is everyone enjoying the Christmas season? Oh, it's great time, isn't it? Yes, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all. It is a little delayed, but it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Back for a second straight Saturday, much like the Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig. Back for a second week in a row because, look, we have so much going on. We have so much to do, so much to talk about. Of course, the number you of course the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok, at least until it gets banned, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 630. And look, we got so much to do today. We have reached the point of the season where we have Saturday football, right? You don't just have football on Thursday or Monday or obviously on Sunday. We have reached the point where we have Saturday games. Someone might want to point that out to the Vikings. Uh, it might be. Is it too late to vote for Jeff Saturday for Coach of the Year? He doesn't lose on Saturday. His name is Saturday. But we have a lot of stuff to get into. And, and look, um, we were a little delayed getting the show started here. But uh, today is a perfect day to do a show because between the NFL stuff, with uh, the Jets and Giants this weekend, critical weekend. It's so nice to have important December football games. And, and who knows, maybe at some point, uh, either the Giants or Jets will actually win one of those important December football games. You got the baseball after the Yankees finally uh, make another move by signing uh, Carlos Rodon to that big six-year contract. You've got the Knicks streaking like they are. You've got the Nets streaking like they are. You got things happening in hockey. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but you know what I'm saying. We got a lot of stuff to get into, and we'll take you up until 6.30 tonight. But look, I think the main thing that everybody's been talking about here in the last 24 hours are the New York Jets. And somehow the Jets have, like, morphed into the Kardashians of the NFL where there's always something going on with that crazy crew. There's always something happening with Gang Green over in Florham Park. They are great at content, people. Every it's almost like every single day, just when you get tired of one thing, you feel like, well, you know what? This is played out. Mike White starting a quarterback. This is played out. Zach Wilson getting benched. It's played out. They figure out a way to come up with something that's interesting and entertaining. Not always during the games, but certainly during the week. And obviously you got the big news yesterday that Zach Wilson, he goes from three to two to one. And my first thought was, when you heard about Mike White not being able to start and that Zach Wilson was going to be getting the call this week against the Lions in a critical game, right? You, I mean, you need wins at this point. At this point, for the Jets to make the playoffs, they might need to win out. I think that if they win three, game, three of the remaining four with one of those games being the final game of the season against the Dolphins, I would think that they will get in. But that's not guaranteed. I think even... You know, if you look at, like, the playoff um, formulas of projections based on the actual results, even if the Jets were to win three of four, including one against the Dolphins, I think that their, their, their playoff odds are still only about 68 69%. So that's not overwhelming. It's not 98, right? It's not in the 90s. But the first thought that I had when I heard that Zach Wilson was starting is, boy, that's got to be awkward, Right? He gets benched. 
and all of a sudden, the team that you know the, his teammates after he gets replaced is like the party begins. They're printing up T-shirts. They have players asking questions at Mike White's press conference, and here comes Zach back, and he is again the starting quarterback, and it's the only move to make at this point, right? For the same reason why Mike White starting was the only move to make when he was healthy, he was the best option to have the Jets win games. And now that Mike White is not a possibility, yeah, Zach Wilson is, is the best possibility for the Jets to win games. And, and here's the thing. In the short term, this could be okay. But the odds are better that it's bad long term, right? Like the Jets made it clear that their goal at some point this year, even maybe it was before the season even started, but at some point when they saw the way the season was going, the number one goal was to make the playoffs this year. And they can still do that. They can still do that. But, boy, it seems like a very narrow path. You know, there's no impossible games of the final month of the season. But, as I said, they might have to win all of them. And it feels like, and maybe I'm wrong, and certainly, Jet fans, you can correct me if I am at 1-800-919-ESPN, it feels like that this will end up turning out to be the worst case scenario for next season. Like, it feels like the way things are going, that the Jets will wind up not making the playoffs, and they will not really find out for sure about the two quarterbacks that we've spent so much time discussing over the last month or so. Because now Zach is back in there. You would think he's probably going to be back in there for not just this week, but possibly next week as well, right? The Mike White injury seems like it's like a two- to three-week injury. So he's still up in the air. And unless Zach takes this giant leap forward, which color me skeptical that he's now all of a sudden, after working out with the practice squad here for a couple of weeks, that all of a sudden things are going to be completely different. It's kind of hard to envision that. And it feels like the Jets benched their, their franchise quarterback in a way to make the playoffs, which, look, that was the right call. I don't think that that was, uh, that was really the issue. But now it turns out that they might end up missing the playoffs and then go into next year not really knowing what to do at QB. That's a big old yikes. That, that's like the worst-case scenario. And I know what people will say, well, you know what, missing the playoffs is not really a disaster because nobody expected them to make the playoffs going in. And that's true. Going into the season, I don't think most fans, maybe the most overly optimistic fans were expecting that, but that might have been your hope. But I don't know that it was your expectation. I think the, 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 the feeling going into the season was most Jet fans, hey, let's develop the quarterback. Let's win more games than we have in the last couple of years, and we will be good. But, of course, that narrative changed when you benched the guy that everybody wanted to see you develop at quarterback. Benching the guy because you kind of knew, right? He's not the guy. Now, maybe he comes back in there and it turns out to be a completely different. Maybe tomorrow it's Zach Wilson gets in there and he's just lights out from, from jump. From the first snap of the game, he's finding guys. He's making quick decisions. He's making the throws that Mike White can't make just because he's, you know, he has a higher ceiling. Maybe that's all true. But it doesn't feel like that sitting here on a Saturday afternoon before the Jets play a critical game against Detroit. So it feels like that this is going to turn out to be, it's it lined up to be the worst case scenario where you bench the franchise quarterback to give yourself the best chance of making the playoffs. You miss the playoffs. 
you don't really know about the guy you benched the franchise quarterback for because he's been out, right? I, I don't think that in the, uh, the, the body of work that Mike White has given you that you can say for sure moving forward off of what he's done, well, he's clearly the long-term answer at quarterback. Clearly, you can't say that just because you're going back to Zach Wilson that he's the long-term answer at quarterback. At least he has the chance here to kind of to, to build some, some redemption and, and build a, a more of a chance going into next year. But again, unless he plays at a dramatically higher level than he's played at so far, it seems very hard to imagine that that's going to be the case. So now you're going to be kind of stuck in between what to do with the quarterbacks. I think at one point people thought, all right, if Mike White is not the guy, what you do is you keep Mike White, you bring in a veteran and let those two guys battle it out. At this point, you might just be better off just going getting the veteran and, and saying the heck with everybody else and just starting over because it doesn't really feel like you're going to get any clear-cut answers on either of the two guys that you have right now. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get your calls about the Jets, including, you know, when you do this for a living, when you're a sports fan and people now, everybody's got a take, right? Some of them are really good. Some of them are really bad. And then some, they are just the dumbest thing that you've ever heard. And I think when the announcement came about Zach Wilson getting the start this Sunday, there were some people that put out the dumbest sports take I think I have heard in 2022. Now, 2022 is not over yet. Never know. But this one is the early leader for dumbest sports take of the year. And I'll tell you what that is coming up. It is the Gordon Damer Show. You never know when it's going to pop up. But we'll be right back here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Lots of stuff to get into, including the football, the Jets. We'll get into the Giants a little bit with their game Sunday night against the Washington Commanders and uh, some of the, the talking points that we have gotten into uh, as a result of this big game coming up on Sunday night. But um, we're talking about the Jets and certainly want to hear from you. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And of course, 5 o'clock, what I learned on TikTok which might include some questions about my router uh, later on. But uh, also, 6 o'clock, our NFL picks. And in case you missed it, last week, oh, the free money express was back, people. A 4-1 week. Once again, overtaking the lead on all the other hosts on the station. And, and in most cases, by far, overtaking the lead uh, uh, by the other hosts in the station with that 4-1 uh, week last week. So uh, uh, another round of the free money express. Everybody loves money. And with the holidays right around the corner, don't you want to make some more of it? Don't you want to have a little bit more? So 6 o'clock, we will uh, do our NFL picks, which week 15, not off to the greatest of starts, thanks to the Seahawks. But still, that means that's the one that we're, you know, we go 4-1. and one. That's a successful week. That's the one. So now we just have, we're just going to give you just the four winners. How about that? How about that? All right, so we're talking about the Jets and um, uh, what this means for Zach Wilson. I, I don't know that it means all that much difference. You know, it is a chance for him to kind of redeem his standing and, and maybe uh, cement his case to be the franchise quarterback moving forward, right? You, even when they made the move, even those of us that were in favor of making the move to Mike White and thought this probably means the end for Zach Wilson as the Jets franchise quarterback, 
I know myself, I thought 20 games in, can you make that decision 20 games in? But it seemed pretty clear at the time the Jets were making that decision 20 games in. You can say all you want, well, we want to bring him back. He's still the long-term solution. If you're benching the guy who was taken second overall in the draft, when he's winning, you're winning games, right? Like, it's not like you're losing and he's playing poorly. He's not playing up to your stand, up to, you know, a good standard, but you're still winning in spite of that, and yet you're still moving off of him. To me, that's a sign that he's not in your long-term plans. He's not, you have decided at that point, even if it is only 20 games in, that he is not your guy. But this Jets stuff, it has, uh, it has uh, given some people the, the fever, clearly. They're, they're out of their minds with uh, jet fever. And I really have to think that the, dumb, the dumbest sports take that I've heard in a very long time was the one that when Zach Wilson got back at the announcement was made, that somehow this was all lined up. That the Jets are holding Mike White out as a way to slip Zach Wilson back in there as the starting quarter, that the Jets have conspired essentially to have Mike White ruled out for this week so that Zach Wilson can start again. Well, you know, they did say they wanted to get Zach back in there and like, you know, Detroit at home, that's the perfect spot. You can throw the ball against them. It lines up better for him to be able to go against them than maybe, you know, one of the other teams that they're going to face the rest of the way. Well, the only problem with that is Mike White in on the conspiracy. And if he is, why would he be in on it? Like, was, was him getting crushed last week, just getting absolutely speared, was that part of the cons- – well, you got to make it believable, right? Was that part of the conspiracy? When, when he was lying on the ground in agony, wincing in pain, was, was that all part of the act? <laughs> or, or maybe it goes deeper than that, right? Because that's the thing with conspiracy. It always goes deeper than that. Was the Jets' offensive line in on it? Did the, did the offensive lineman let, what was it, Milano? I think it was Milano. Did they let Matt Milano get in there so that, that they would be able to sell it, right? Or you know what? Or maybe, maybe the Jets knew that, that White was injured last week, but they let him get back in the game so he'd get injured more and he'd be out longer giving Zach Wilson a longer show. That might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That the Jets would now, that this would be, because this makes the Jets worse. <laughs> like, the reason that they benched Zach Wilson was to give themselves better odds of winning and making the playoffs. This, by benching Mike White and, and putting Zach Wilson back in there, you've seen the, the betting line. It's not really a shock. This, makes the, this takes the Jets' odds of winning, whatever the odds are of winning this game against the Lions, and it makes it, it hurts those odds. The percentages go down. Mike White, at this stage, the Jets' offense functions better with Mike White than with Zach Wilson. So why I don't understand why they would do that. If they bet, was that also part of the conspiracy? I, these conspiracies, they go so deep, it's very hard to keep track with all the information. Very, very difficult. But that, to me, that has to be one of the dumbest takes that I've heard in a very long time. But look, there's still plenty of time left in the year, so who knows? Maybe before the ball drops on New Year's Eve, somebody will come up with something even worse. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's start things off with uh, Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, my friend, what's going on? Thanksgiving Day feel, 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 8 o'clock games. Doesn't it feel like Thanksgiving today? 
not, re- not, not really. If, you know, this is the time of the year where you, you know that Christmas is around the corner when you have the Saturday games and you have the Sunday games. You know, there hasn't been a quarterback in New York that's been, been vilified more than Zach Wilson. You know, the last quarterback was uh, vilified as much as Jack, uh, uh, Zach in New York? Sam Darnold? I'll give, I'll give you a hint. Okay. He was vilified both teams, by both teams. He was vilified. Geno Smith. Oh, Geno Smith. Right? So maybe Zach should call up Geno and ask him how to handle it because he succeeded. Uh, Gordon, I'm going to name six quarterbacks, and I want you to tell me what they all have in common. Taylor Heineke, Cooper Uh Rush, Uh Geno Smith, Uh Tyler Huntley, Brock Purdy, and last but not least, Mike White. What They're all backup quarterbacks. quarterbacks. They, and what have they done this year? They've won. Uh, they've they've well, done pretty well. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, get, I, I don't know. You're talking about hasn't done well amongst the six. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, okay. okay. They, they've they've okay. done okay, yeah. Okay. Now you're going to go to my second question. Right. Who's starting tomorrow for the Jets? Zach Wilson. And what is his status as of... Three days ago, he was a, he was a, well. It depends on the time, but he was either the third string or the second string. But he was a backup. He was a backup quarterback. Yes. Okay. Now, if these six, six six guys have succeeded, seems like this year is the year of the NFL backup quarterback. Instead of thinking conspiracy, can't we think of karma and say, "Hey, these other six guys did pretty well. What's not to say Mike uh, Zach Wilson can't succeed?" You follow my trend here? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's it's possible. And, Richard, thanks for the phone call. Pleasure. Look, and, and Zach Wilson, I think a lot of people um, took the two Patriot games and made it out like that was in, indicative of how he played all the time. He was not as bad as he was. That was the low points. Uh, and, unfortunately, you know, I think that there's a lot of stuff. It's not just the production on the field. I think uh, that there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that makes you feel like maybe he kind of lo- lost the locker room. But, here, look, here's the thing. You always get a second chance. And if you are able to produce, we forget about all that other stuff, right? Think about the long list of things that, that Geno Smith had to endure between his time with the Jets, the whole fight thing, the, the thing you know, with the Giants and replacing Eli and, and bouncing around the league. And he goes out there and at least for a good portion of the season has played excellent, has played excellent. And all of a sudden, now the question is, well, can he get a big long-term cut? Was some other team going to try and bring him, uh, you know, go sign Geno Smith this offseason? So... Uh, if Zach Wilson, it's in the Jets' best interest, yes, to have Zach Wilson be the guy because you invested as much as you did. It's just whether or not you're going to be able to find that out in the last month of the season. Seems pretty hard. If you haven't been able to do it in 20 games, to think that now all of a sudden he's going to be able to do it in four seems a bit far-fetched. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. That it's best for the Jets to get Zach Wilson in there because you don't know about Zach Wilson yet. You don't know what he is going to be long term. But you know what Mike White is right now. He, he's a, you know, he, he's, he's shown you what he is. But you, 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 and you, it's a good level, but and it's the best level that you have right now. But somehow that um, we still don't know about Zach Wilson. That one doesn't make sense. But so the guy that's that has started 
uh, 20 games and will be starting on Sunday, you don't know about. But the guy who started, what, he's played six, seven? You do know about him. And one of them he played while he was, you know, so severely injured that he's not going to be able to go this week. It's good, I think, that you get one, take one last shot and, and find out, if you have any doubts, this is the time to find out about them with Zach Wilson forever, how long he's going to be in there. If it's just this week, if it's this week and next week, because at the end of the year, ready or not, you're going to have to make a pretty major decision about a team that is coming together quite nicely. You know, outside of the quarterback situation, things seem to be pointed in the right direction on a lot of levels with the Jets. But, of course, as we all know, unless you get that one right, it's very hard to, to reach the, the heights that you're looking to reach. All right, let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to a Mike is in Rockland. Mike, next up on the Gordon Daniels. Hey, hey, Gordon. Love hey, listening to the show. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Happy Same New Year. You. Same to you. So, as you were saying, do you see any scenario where the Jets go out and try to get Aaron Rodgers? He doesn't seem happy in Green Bay. Just like you were saying, the Jets, they've got the weapons, and I think what it's going to take, do you see any scenario where Aaron Rodgers comes to New York? Uh, I mean, look, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't stun me that much. It does seem like for a while that the, the divorce between him and the Packers is coming, and, and you could certainly see it after this year. Um, I know a lot of Jet fans feel like this would be going down the road of Brett Favre 2.0. Uh, I don't see it that way. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers is available, uh, I know he's not had the greatest of years this year, and maybe he is starting to hit the decline phase. But if you were asking me, I'm running a franchise, I have all these things, and I'm missing a quarterback, and I can go with Mike White, Zach Wilson, or Aaron Rodgers, is it is it even really a question? Not a question to me. No, I, I yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't see it being a question. And you know, of course, you know, you think about the Brett Favre, but I, I think Aaron Rodgers has got a few years left. And you know, I heard the other caller talking about Geno Smith, Taylor Heineke. I, I see it puts us in the same place. It's a middle of the road quarterback. It's not going to get us to the next level. Well, I mean, look, you can be, you know, if you put everything else around the quarterback, you can be a good team. Uh, you don't need to have a superstar quarterback to have a, a a good team. But, yeah, I mean, clearly, Mike, and thanks for the phone call, if you want to be uh, competing for championships long term, you that's the piece you really got to solve. Uh, and, and, look, it, I don't think that if you were out and got Aaron Rodgers, it's a long-term piece. I don't know how many more years that he might uh, have left. It might only be a couple. But it, it, it allows you to, uh, to dream on things, right? It, it, I mean, that's when Rodgers is playing at his best, he's among the best. And it's certainly much more of a clear-cut thing than anything you've had at, at quarterback for a very long time. Now, I don't know what the deal is about cap space going into uh, to next year. I would think that the Jets should probably still have quite a bit. I don't think that, you know, most of their good players are young players. They haven't gone out and broken the bank for – for all that much, you know, outside of Carl Lawson, um, they have a lot of young players who are not making any money yet. And that's the beauty of, of, of hitting on all those draft picks that you can afford to go out and, and spend a little extra on, on one position. And if it's quarterback, so be it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, what's going on, man? I know you're very happy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. 
Looking forward Happy to a big NFL Merry Christmas Sunday. To you too, my brother. Yes. Yeah. Happy Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. All the best. All the best to you too. Now, are you excited right, for listen. tomorrow's game? Little, little um, Lions, Jets. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm fifty-fifty on everything, and, okay. and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna, listen with the games that they have remaining. You know, to be honest with you, I'm, each one of those games is a fifty-fifty proposition. I guess you could say the Jacksonville game, the Jets could clearly be favored, but I'd be careful with that because it looks like that light bulb has clearly clicked on for Trevor Lawrence. Starting That's number to, one. Yeah. Yep. You understand what I mean? And, um, you know, we always have these predictions about what's going to happen and, and everything, and then the season plays out, and it's very different. Now, none of us expected the Jets to be in the playoffs. I would love to see them get there, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, in, a, in certain ways, and I'm going to take the quarterback situation out of the mix, you know, White or Wilson, because to me personally – what I've seen is, as much as I love Mike White, you're getting hurt a lot, bro. You understand what I mean? So yep. I don't even know if either one of those guys I wanna, I'm going to want to move on with next year. But I would say this. Now, when you're looking at, like I said, all these games are 50-50 propositions. So, it really, playing the odds, I think the Jets are going to win two out of these next four games. I don't think they're making it to the playoffs. But they need to get clarity on certain things. And uh, as good as a job as Joe Douglas did this last year in terms of the draft picks, the free agents. We can't ignore the fact that he's been here three years and the offensive line is just as bad, if not worse, than what it was when he got here. So, number one, they need to fix that. And also with the defense, as much as we laud this defense, you know, it's a championship defense, the true championship defenses, the true champion defenses that I've seen that I've remembered from any year, even in the new age of football, not only do they hold their opponents to, you know, low scores, but in big games they turn the football over yep. Yep. and they stop the run. And if you really pay attention to the Jets' defense, they haven't had a turnover, I guess that C.J. Mosley one at the end of the game, which meant nothing a couple of weeks ago against the Bears. But also, there's been times, Bills, a lot of different games, the Vikings when they needed to run the football and they wanted to run the football, they did so. So, in a lot of ways, the quarterback situation that we're all talking about, everybody's fixated on, is sort of a distraction from the fact of, in the actuality, and it's not anything to be ashamed of. They're just not really ready yet. They're getting close to being a, a, a good team, but there's some things that need to be fixed. And Carl Lawson, you brought up his name. I just told y'all, I remember when they, they were like, oh, Carl Lawson, he's dominating. He's a man amongst boys in practice against a guy who was a bust pick at tackle. they got to upgrade that position, too. Just yeah. my humble opinion. Yeah, look, uh, and Buddha, thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, look, I think when you, you're looking at the criticism of Joe Douglas, uh, to me, you got to walk before you can run. And I'm not saying that everything's fixed on the defense, but to me, that's not the real area of concerns that I would have if I were a Jet fan after this season. I would agree with you, the offensive line, not that it's – I don't think it's war- is as bad as when he got here because that was, was comically bad. But when you consider the amount of resources, I mean, they've done everything to improve the offensive line and through injuries and, you know, just incons- uh, inconsistency as well. You know, uh, Mekhi Becton was the starting, ta- you know, he was a starting tackle for the team coming into the season. The fact that he's not there, you don't get the benefit of, oh, well, you know, injuries. We got crushed by – he was a very unreliable player. So the amount of resources, yes, the Jets have sunk into that position – You'd like to think it would be a little bit more settled than it is so far. But right now, it's clear. Uh, the number one criticism that you would be able to have is that the quarterback position is just completely unsettled after 
you know, using the second overall pick in a draft. Again, you know, a lot of times when you take that quarterback early on, you take them because the upside is, is what it is, right? If you nail that pick, you know that you're going to probably be in good shape moving forward. And there's not that many options further on down the road. In that draft, there were a lot of other options, and it seems like that at least a couple of them already have shown you, even in the short sample size, that they were far better options if the Jets would have went that route. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls on the Jets. We'll uh, check in, obviously, with the Giants. We'll check in with everything NFL as we lead you up to 630. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. See, did they make the field goal? He got it. Okay, so the Vikings do end up coming back and winning that game. I think they were down 33 to nothing, right? Uh, with, with everything going on with the show, it was tough to keep uh, you know, uh, a real focus on it. But, uh, yes, the Vikings win in OT, 39-36. I, like, I hate the college overtime rules. I despise those. But if you told me that the NFL would institute those after playing a, a normal overtime session, the game is still tied at 36. We're going to go to the college football rules, uh, you know, a back and forth, and everybody gets a turn to score and, and, and decide the winner that way. Uh, I, don't know that, I don't know that I'd hate it as much. I don't like it ordinarily. I don't want to go to that right away. I want to play actual football where, you know, you have to, if you have to kick it off, well, then get, get them three and out, and then you get the ball back, and then you win. Uh, but if you told me just to avoid ties – that's how much I hate ties. So, uh, but no worries about that for the Colts. Not a second tie for Indy this year. They end up blowing that lead and uh, losing to the Vikings, who are now, what, 11-3 and three on the year, I think it is? All right, so it is 5 o'clock, people. It is the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. So you know what that means. It means it is time for what I learned this week on TikTok. Now, if you're new to the show, new to the segment, it's very simple. When you work in radio, everybody wants a little airtime. Everybody wants the spotlight. So this is my chance to give the people that work behind the scenes a little airtime, a little spotlight. This week, we have Chantel. We have Julian in the studio. So what we do is I am on that TikTok app constantly. And it's because I learned so many things. As a 52-year-old man, I learned way more stuff on that app than I ever did in college. Now, that might speak to what I was doing in college, but still, I learn a lot. So this is my chance to use the things that I learned, both interesting but useless pieces of information. And we will ask both Julian and Chantel. I'll give them four pieces of information. One of the things is completely true. It's something that I learned this week on TikTok. The other things uh, that I give them, the other three, are completely made up. And we'll see if they can decipher which is true and which is false on another rousing edition of what I learned this week on TikTok. Now, are you uh, ready, Julian, Chantel? Who will be uh, batting leadoff for the segment on this Saturday? Apparently, we haven't decided yet who's going to be batting leadoff on this segment on Saturday. Sorry about that. Uh, I think we're That's determined okay. I'll go first. You will go first. Julian is ready to go. He's stepping into the hot seat as we speak. Okay, here we go, Julian. How are we feeling today? Feeling Feeling good? A little drained, but yeah. Yeah, a little drained. It's, okay. it's been a very draining show. I, can, uh, I have that effect on people sometimes. All right, here we go. Number one, 
Colonel Sanders became a vegetarian late in life. Number two, the top 15 cargo ships create more pollution than all the cars on the planet. Number three, cocktails got their names from horse butts. Or number four, it only cost $200,000 to build the original Titanic, the actual Titanic. Not the original, not the, I don't think there's been a follow-up. The actual Titanic cost 200 grand. So to recap again, Colonel Sanders became a vegetarian later in life. Number two, the top 15 cargo ships in the world create more pollution than all the cars on the planet. Number three, cocktails, the drink, got their names from horse butts. Or number four, it only cost 200 grand to build the Titanic. Uh, always tough. Yeah. Um, out of all those, I'm thinking Titanic. Okay. Do you do you want to lock it in? Or are you still are you still working through your process? I'm just gonna lock it in. Gotta You're go gonna lock it in, okay. Only two hundred grand to build the actual Titanic. Well it was a very long time ago, but no, it cost uh, seven million dollars uh back then, even then to build the, the Titanic. So no, not two hundred grand. And I got the two hundred because the uh the ship cost seven million. The movie cost $200 million. That's oh, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there you go. There you can cross that one off the list. Colonel Sand. You still have Colonel Sanders. You still have the cargo ships. And you still have cocktails. I know cargo ships cause a lot of pollution. Yes. Top 15 seems a little too small. Right. More than all the cars on the planet does right. seem a little high. So I'll go with cocktails. Cocktails. Going to lock it in. Lock it's locked in. in. And yes, Julian, that's absolutely right. Yeah, back in the day with horses, like if you had like a, a horse that was like near death, you would do uh, something to his butt that would make his tail like jump up in the air. Like if they were the, if they were kind of on their last legs, their tails would be droopy. But you used to do something to the. I'm not going to get into all the nuts and bolts of it, but you get the point. And uh, that 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 uh, substance that was used to make uh, the. Um, the tails jump up. That was also sometimes put in drinks because they didn't have refrigeration back. They didn't have ice the days before ice. Very uh, fascinating tale. Is right, that right? Yeah, it is. All right. That's not bad. One out of two. That's, that's a pretty good batting average right there. All right, Chantel, are you, uh, are you now ready? You've now, you know, Julian has set a very high bar. Yep. Are you ready to, uh, to follow that up? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number one. Yes, number one, North Korea has its own time zone. Number two, a blue whale is so large it can swallow a small car. Number three, Pennsylvania is misspelled on the Liberty Bell. Or number four, Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice contains the first documented use of the word whoops. Uh, to recap, number one, North Korea has its own time zone. Number two, a blue whale can sw swallow a small car. Number three, Pennsylvania is misspelled on the Liberty Bell. Or number four, Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice contains the first documented use of the word whoops. These are like collegiate. Um, these are collegiate facts or not facts. <laughs> right. One is a fact, uh, but three of them are not. Okay. So I don't know about North Korea having mm -hmm. its own time zone. I feel like that's okay. something I would have heard before. Sure. Um, I'm going to go for the blue whale can swallow a car. Blue whale, swallow a small car, lock it in. Yes, it's locked in. 
No, I'm not, that's incorrect. Even though the blue whale is huge, it can only swallow uh, something the size of a grapefruit. It's, uh, it's, it's swallow radius is not actually uh, is quite as large as you would think. Wow, that big body for yeah. See that there. all that wasted space. All right, so we can cross off the uh, the blue whale and uh, the small car. Okay. So we're left with North Korea, Pennsylvania, and uh, Merchant of Venice. Okay. With, so I refuse to believe that North Korea is in it, its own time its zone. Own okay, time so you're crossing that one off completely. Okay, yeah, we're gonna mm-hmm. do that. Um, Pennsylvania being misspelled on the Liberty Bell, you said. Yes. That sounds like it could be true. I just feel like it would be fixed. Like somebody would have fixed it. Right, somebody would have went in there and fixed it up. Right. (sighs) I don't know much about Shakespeare, but you know what? I'm going to go with the Shakespeare option. Okay, lock it in. Locked in. No, that's uh, that's what I just made up. I just uh, oh. I just Googled what are Shakespeare's uh, famous works and uh, just put whoops in there just to just to throw you off. Uh, all right, so now you have the one that you've completely crossed off and the one that um, that you you were at least toying with in Pennsylvania bis- being misspelled on Liberty Bell. Oh my goodness! Okay, so I'm gonna go with Pennsylvania being misspelled on the Liberty Bell because I refuse. You to just believe. refuse. I got it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Locked in, and yes, that is correct. Uh, it yes. only, I believe it only has one N in Pennsylvania, so uh, they, they screwed that up. But, uh, you know, back then, I, I think that there was something that, like, you know, there was not a a recognized overall spelling of the word. But you're right. You would think that at some point somebody would say, hey, wait a second, this is, can't leave this like this. Right. <laughs> All right. Not terrible. You, you, you did not go 0 for 3. So uh, Jacob, who is usually in the hot seat on these Saturday afternoons, he, uh, he's gone 0 for 3 plenty of times. But um, all right, we got one more question. You can team up for this last one if you, uh, if you wish. And it is, uh, if you're ready, here we go. This one, I think this one's very good. Number one, Jacob Chandler of Oregon recently set the new Guinness Book of World Records by finding all 26 letters in a can of alphabet soup in just 19.3 seconds. Number two, Netflix is responsible for over 15% of all internet traffic. Number three, the longest work in English literature ever written by a single person was written about Super Smash Brothers. Or number four, Vincent Van Gogh only sold five paintings in his lifetime. All right, so to recap one more time, Jacob Chandler of Oregon recently set the new Guinness Book world record. By There's a world record for finding all the letters, all 26 letters in a can of alphabet suit, and he did it in 19.3 seconds. Number two, Netflix is responsible for over 15% of all internet traffic. Number three, the longest work in English literature ever written by a single person was written about Super Smash Brothers. Or number four, Vincent Van Gogh, in his entire life, sold only five paintings. Okay, so we have talked about it. Okay. And we cannot come to a conclusion that, together. But okay, that's each... good. That's the way you should do it. You should split it up so at least one of you gets it right. Right. So I'm going to go with Van Gogh because I feel like okay. it was after his lifetime is when sure. he, he was sold he was much more popular after he's dead. OK, yeah. that, that makes sense. OK, uh, I'm going to go with the Super Smash Brothers. People like OK, people you lock that one in. Stuff on the internet. Locked so, yeah. in. OK, well, I will tell you one of you is right and one of you is wrong. 
Julian, congratulations. Yes, it's been a very difficult show. But yes, the longest work of English literature ever written by a single person was written about Super Smash Bros. That's, that's like the Mario Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, look, it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure exactly how long it is. Van Gogh actually only sold one painting in his lifetime. Wow. So it's even less than that. Uh, there was a time where Netflix was responsible for 15% of all internet traffic, no longer. And uh, the guy with the uh, alphabet soup, he did. That is the guy who set the record, but it's much longer. It's like uh, it's like a minute and a half or something like that. So there you go, people. That is, my friends, what I learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this beautiful segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up. We will uh, get back into the football, the Jets, the Giants. we got to get to the Knicks still with their winning streak. The Yankee move this week. Oh, so much to do as we lead you up till 630. It is Gordon Damer. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Guinness. It's a big football weekend, right? Uh, but we got to talk a little Giants as well at 1-800-919-3776. And, uh, and this is a big game. Although it doesn't, you know, the way things are breaking right now, Maybe it's not going to be the, the, the be-all, end-all that we kind of thought with the Seahawks' loss on Thursday night. If the Lions were to lose here as well, all of a sudden maybe it would not be as crippling as we think because it's clear in the NFC. you got four teams for two spots, and who's going to be able uh, to get there? It's the Lions, it's the Seahawks, it's Washington, it's the Giants. Now, clearly, Giants a win. That, that pretty much puts them right there if they can somehow beat the Colts. But, I mean, what Colts team are you going to get? Are you going to get the first-half Colts that we've seen today? Or are you going to get the second-half Colts team that we've seen today in Minnesota? Uh, that uh, to, remains to be seen. But I have found it interesting this week that, and, and kind of weird, too, that people are somehow using this game as a referendum for Daniel Jones's future with the Giants, right? Oh, well, this is a big game. We got to see Daniel Jones. He's got to step up. He's got to be the one that gets the, the Giants the win here. Well, I, I look, as a quarterback, yes, you have to win big games. He gets one shot. He gets one big game. <laughs> We're making our, our, our total decision based on one big game. The biggest mistake you can make is base things on something that happens one time as opposed to the body of work. And I think it's pretty clear uh, what Daniel Jones you know, he, he is the Giants' best long-term, well, best option on the short term. I don't know about long-term. Long-term means be beyond next year and the following year. Um, he's almost certainly going to be their best option short-term. And, and I'm kind of going back to what that caller was just talking about, you know, like getting the quarterback and not having anything around him. If the Giants were to find a quarterback they really like in this year's draft, it would almost be that kind of situation where you might be able to bring, let Daniel Jones go, you draft this guy, and then he comes in, and look at what he has to work with. Daniel Jones has nothing to work with. The fact that this dude has been able to do what he's done this year is, is admirable. Now, I don't think that he's ever going to be a top-flight quarterback. I think it's pretty clear what his level of play is going to be. It's always going to be outside of the top ten. But the bigger problem with the Giants is they need just about – like run down the list of keepers that the Giants have on this roster. Who are the guys on this team that you think the next time the Giants might win a playoff game? I think it's Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, the, the jury's still out, but you, you like some things, okay. Uh, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, clearly. Thibodeau, you like what, what you've seen at least so far. McKinney's good, maybe Ojalar. I mean, that, run, that list, it runs out very quickly. So I would think the best option is you keep Jones, you don't overpay. If someone wants to overpay, well, good luck to them and we'll find something else. 
But what this season has shown more than answers on Daniel Jones or answers on Saquon Barkley's is answers on the Giants. And the answer on the Giants is they're, they're not very good. They're not very talented. Yes, the Dave Gettleman regime of four years was a complete fiasco. And it has left the team in this impossible situation. It was an impossible offseason last year for, 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 for Shane to, that he, he had no cap space to go do anything. And we came into this year saying, yes, this is an evaluation year. This is the playoffs were the furthest thing from their mind. And, and look, you, you want to make the playoffs if you have a shot to make the playoffs. But the, the, the Giants have far bigger, you know, like if they make the playoffs this year, generally when you make the playoffs for the first time in a long time, you're like, oh, the arrow is pointed up. We have this young player and that young player. And now this is going to be the start of something, right? We're starting to build the foundation of something. The foundation's not really even been laid with this Giants team, really. There's some pieces, yes. It's not completely barren, but there's a lot of work to do. So it's a bigger question than just Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley or skill positions or this thing or that thing. You've got to build a team. The Giants are not a quarterback away. And if it's Daniel Jones, okay, fine. He'll be a nice placeholder while you build up all the other pieces around it. And maybe you'll hit at such a rate in the draft or free agency or all those type of things where Daniel Jones will get the, the, the benefits of that, right? Playing with a whole lot more talent than he's ever played with before. But the chances are this is such, a, such a, um, an overhaul that needs to be taking place that a couple of years from now when you know, Daniel Jones might be looking for another contract, you'll be, you'll be in a far better position to find somebody else to be that quarterback with the players that you've acquired here the last couple of years. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones. We'll go out to uh, Kevin is in New Jersey. Kevin, you're next up on ESPN New York. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just want to say this. For, we're playing with house money, and, yes, we need to develop. However, Daniel Jones is not cerebral, and my main emphasis was seeing what this staff could do. This guy is developing at all the players. But Daniel Jones is not cerebral. He has six interceptions. This staff, they've taken the sharp objects away from this guy, and so many people are bloviating over that. You know, Shaquille O'Neal, 96% field goal uh, percentage, but he couldn't shoot. Anytime they allow Daniels to, to think, he throws it away. Danny donations is an understatement. We should just sign him two years minimum, you know, or whatever we can get uh, for two years. He's a he's he's a stopgap. He's Trent Dilfer 2.0, um, but I mean, you know, we just can't put our toe in the free agency market and think things are going to pop. You're absolutely right, and we have to develop on every aspect of the game at every position. However, this guy is not it. I'm sorry, and I'll listen to your comment. Thank All right, you. Kevin. I mean, look, uh, I'm not that down on him. Uh, you know, the two things you asked Daniel Jones to do, bare minimum, coming into the year: stay healthy, cut down on the turnovers. He's played in every game the Giants have played in this year, and he's got four interceptions. Four. Now, look, the offense is not good. What does he have to work with, people? I mean, come on. That has to be at least part of the equation. And you would think playing for a contract this year with the lack of weapon, this would be the time where he'd be forcing throws more often, right? We have to do something here, and he hasn't done that. Uh, it would almost be like, you ever see that show Chopped? that cooking show where they give you like four ingredients. His ingredients are like um, uh, good and plenties, uh, an ostrich egg, anchovies, and something else disgusting. I mean, like, he has nothing to work with this dude. The fact that he's the, 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 the offense is able to score just about any points 
is is kind of a testament and admirable for him because he does not have much to you know he had Saquon Barkley for half a season and now Saquon has been has been banged up has certainly slumped and and teams <laughs> realize hey we got to take away the Giants playmakers all right let's stop Saquon done all right good there, there you, that's the playmaker so he doesn't really have a whole lot to work with so uh, I think he is he is a Daniel Jones to me is a placeholder. And if you can make a deal work with a placeholder, great. If not, you can find something else. The bigger work with the Giants is it's it's so much bigger than just Daniel Jones or who's the quarterback. They they are a complete What did we think a year ago when when Joe Shane got the job? This is this is a teardown. This is this is a there's a lot of work to be done to undo the damage of the last, you know, 4 or 5 years. And, and and look at that. There's a lot of work to be done here. You, you like what the coach has done so far, but you got to get a whole lot more talent. And we do that coming in. And and the six and one start, the seven and two start, maybe that 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 fools you into thinking, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe we got more pieces. There's like signing guys and making them starters right away. The fact that they they have as many wins as they do is great. And if they don't make the playoffs this year, it won't be a disappointment because you thought that you maybe you had something going here. But no, the, 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 the heavy lifting for the Giants is uh, clearly still to be done. Clearly still to be done. Let's go out to uh, Chris's in Beth Page. Chris, you're next up on the Gordon Tamer Show. Hey, Gordon. Hey, um, okay. I've uh, been a Giant fan for about 55 years. So I've heard 55 it all years? How old are you, Chris? You, sound, you, don't, you don't sound like you're that old. I'm 60. 60, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, all so right. when I was okay. five years old, my all father, right. my father, lifelong season giant ticket holder. So they've been in our, they've been in our house for you know, sixty years now. You know, we've had giant tickets, so we're a big giant household. But anyhow, we go through this all the time, and it's amazing the giant fans that I've had to deal with over the years. I sat in a section. They loved Scott Bruner over Phil Sims. Loved them. Loved Scott Bruner. He's the man. Phil Sims stinks. He's the worst. He goes 22 or 25 in the Super Bowl. I go back to the same section the next year. Guys it. were like, okay, that's fine. The, the next interception, Sims throw, forget about it. You know what I mean? It was like you forget. Same with Eli. Eli wins the first Super Bowl. And uh, it didn't. I tell you, I was walking out after they lost to the Eagles. I think it was the year after in 2008 when they had probably their best team in a long time. And I was walking out of that game, and people were still complaining about Eli. He wins the Super Bowl three years later. Now, I'm not putting Daniel Jones on that level by any means. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's Eli or Phil Simms. But what I'm saying is this. I've heard this before. Your previous caller sounds like every whining Giant fan I've ever had to deal with, okay? He's calling Danny donations, this and that. Has the guy been watching the games this year? I, I mean, like I, you said, I don't know he had to cut to down on with. turnovers. And, and I'll say this about Daniel Jones. He's done something I've never seen from giant quarterbacks. If they need a first down, like if it's third and four, he can actually run for the thing. I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's – it, it, I always say to anybody who hates Daniel Jones and wants to move on, and you said he's a placeholder, yeah, show me the market improvement where we're dramatically going to improve. So, you know, you want to bring a Joe Burrow in there or a Herbert or a Mahomes? I'm, I'm Daniel Jones, see you later. Thanks for the memories. But, you know, I don't want to hear uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or this or that. No, but what I'm saying, Gordon, is what's 
What's the solution? You call him a placeholder, but my point is this, and I ask all the fans, what's the previous caller? I would love to see who he'd bring in next year or the year after. He doesn't like Daniel Jones. What's the solution down the line? And by the way, I don't think with with this coach and this GM, the Giants are not going to be a bad team. They'll always for years to come. So my point is, they're not going to get a high draft pick. I don't. I think those days are over with this coaching. That they're going to be getting a you know where a quarterback top five pick. To their lap, a young quarterback. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, that's possible, Chris. And, and thanks for the phone call. Well, look, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I called him a, a placeholder. Because to me, what the Giants need to do this offseason is build up the talent around the quarterback. If you don't have a clear path to a better solution, well, then you got to, you know, it's a, uh, what's that song? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. That's, that's the, that should be the Giants motto with Daniel Jones. If you can't find a better solution at quarterback, well, then you got to stick with what you got. And is it possible if you build up the, the other parts of the team around Daniel Jones that maybe you see an uptick in play? That's possible. I don't think anybody thinks the Giants should go out and sign Daniel, Daniel Jones to some monster contract after the year. I think more than likely, you kind of know what level Daniel Jones is at. But at this point, it would almost be impossible to judge any quarterback truly fairly given the, the, um, the, the, the weapons, or lack thereof, that that quarterback would have at his disposal. This year almost certainly is going to be uh, one of his best years, right? He's probably almost certainly going to have fewer interceptions than he had in his rookie year. His percentages uh, across the board are better overall. And the fact that he is going to play in every game, his counting stats are going to be better overall. So I'm not saying that you have to break the bank. And if some team wants to go out there and break the bank for Daniel Jones, well, then you'll have to find another solution. There's no point on sinking uh, more money into the quarterback when he's not truly elite and paying him that way. But I think that the best call for the Giants is to keep Daniel Jones and work on all the other aspects around the team. And trust me, there's a lot of other aspects of the team that need work. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more of your giant calls, more of your jet calls. The Knicks still to come. Oh, so much to do as we take you up till 630. Gordon Damer, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.